We're very glad to have the opportunity to uh, to dive into the word, talking about something that should come naturally to people, resting. <laughs> but uh, sometimes that's very difficult for us to do, as we mentioned. And, and when it comes to Yom Kippur and this Day of Atonement and everything that comes with it, resting and fasting is a big part. And uh, we've we've talked some about the the why and and i think now you said we're gonna talk a little bit about the how we need instructions on resting ray you know you wouldn't think you would but (laughs) you know when you're doing something to walk into god's presence Mm. you know it it helps you know when you're a young person if you've come to know jesus and you get saved you step into a church and you start to watch and encounter and ask you know sometimes that's how you learn Mm -hmm. to encounter jesus you you think it's he would just do all the work for you but sometimes he wants you to to press in a bit and so the how is important to yeah even just process through in your brain so the Day of Atonement is what we call the End Times Judgment Day. All right? One day we will all stand before God and he will ask, did you do justly? Did you love mercy? Mm. Did you walk humbly with me? But there's really one more question that is infinitely more important because the life and death of each of us hang on it. That question is, do I know you and do you know me? Everyone, Jew and Gentile, needs Jesus if they're to know peace at the final judgment. The Jews are pleading for mercy from judgment on this Day of Atonement. Jesus took our judgment on himself. That's a much better deal. We can't become right with God, righteous, from what we do. Or even obedience to the law, try as we might. Righteousness comes by faith. Trusting in Jesus to remove our sin, to be in charge of us. We rest in confidence. You know, the, the idea, the concept, you have it in your brain. But there's more to it. Yes. So this resting is encountering Christ intimately, becoming one with him and his will. You know, as he told his disciples, could you not pray with me one hour? They were <laughs> struggling with resting. Yeah. And that was the one night of the year where that's what they did. They stayed up all night to pray. And, yeah. uh, you know, they really. They, they got the physical up. rest part. But they, yeah. See, and there you go. It's like <laughs> I'm halfway there. In Colossians 2, Paul says, Don't let any man judge you in respect to holy days, new moons, Sabbath days, which are all a shadow of things to come for the substances of Christ. All right, so in other words, the Sabbath days, the feast days, just like Yom Kippur, are just a shadow of things still to come. Substance creates shadow, right? Something in the midst of the light and then shines down. The substance in this case is Jesus. Sabbath days and feast days were all looking forward to Jesus, who would bring rest. When we take the day off from our labor, we're providing a testimony for God, for ourselves, and for everyone else. What is the testimony? That we completely rely on God for every breath and for eternity. Rosh Hashanah was when God created man. Ten days later, Yom Kippur was probably the fall of man. This was the day that Adam and Eve missed their appointment with God to walk in the cool of the day. This was the day God killed animals to make skins for Adam and Eve. Why do we fast? Because we've learned from the failure of Adam and Eve. We're choosing not to eat from the tree of knowledge as we return to the garden spiritually to start anew our walk with God. So how do we rest? Let's be honest. In Hebrew, sleep or rest is the same word for dead. So that adds a new layer to it. Resting represents death. So, we wear white to represent death. 
to symbolize a white burial shroud, for instance. I like the idea of wearing white. I, I, I do it because it keeps your brain all day long when you're hungry and thinking of other things and losing your focus. The white helps. But the purpose of it is to live all day as if you're dead. The dead don't eat. Fasting makes sense in that case. You just got to think. Um, I've been mostly dead all day. Yeah. So <laughs> it takes the whole I'll sleep when I'm dead to a whole new level. It, it really does. Burial clothes, the Jewish burial clothes, have no pockets. No possessions can be taken, only the word and good works. Ereev, that's the evening of Yom Kippur, which is tonight, is the only night of the entire Jewish calendar where a talit, the prayer shawl, is worn in the evening. One of the fringes, the little zitzit, is cut off because it represents the law. The dead are no longer under the law because you're dead. Other Jews wear white to humble themselves before God and to a reminder that they're mortal. <laughs> that They believe that the final judgment is coming, so they want to feel the awe and fear of their lives hanging in the balance. Now, as Christians, we wear white because we will all die, but we'll be clothed in white robes of righteousness and white for our marriage to Yeshua, our bridegroom. And white while we ride on white horses with Jesus to bring his sword of judgment. White is a very big theme in heaven. Yom Kippur is the only holiday that fasting is explicitly commanded by God. The Jews, of course, they go a little bit further. They abstain from food and drink. They don't bathe. They don't anoint their bodies. They don't wear leather shoes. And they abstain from marital relations. Traditionally, they have a big meal tonight on the eve of Yom Kippur and then one following Yom Kippur tomorrow night. And you wish everyone present an easy fast, as on count. Sadly for the Jews, it's not a day of rest, <laughs> but of even more religious service. Yeah. Most of Yom Kippur is spent at the synagogue praying and listening to chants. Yom Kippur is the only Jewish holiday, get this, that requires five separate services for the observant Jew to attend. <laughs> when you're supposed to be resting. <laughs> it's like, it's back to the face bomb. <laughs> they believe it's your last chance to change the judgment of God and to demonstrate your repentance and to make amends. So they're resting by laboring as hard as they can to get God to see that they're resting, not resting, resting, not resting. <laughs> Isaiah 58 describes what God calls fasting on a holy day. Okay, there's two parts to Isaiah 58. This is a little further down. Turn away your foot from doing your pleasure on my holy day. Call the Sabbath a delight. The holy day of Jehovah, honorable. Honor him by not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. Okay, that's fasting on a holy day. Uh, for the most of the body of Isaiah 58, it describes what God calls fasting on an ordinary day. Is this not the fast that I've chosen? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke, to share your bread with the hungry or your coat, to bring to your house the poor who are cast out, when you see the naked to cover them, to not hide yourself from your own flesh. Jesus said he came not to do his own will, but the will of his Father. He fasted from his glory. He actually came in the glory of the Holy Spirit. So he fasted from his glory and heaven to come to serve and not to be served. All to be focused on this one day of Yom Kippur and what he would do on the cross. This is an example, um, a pretty impressive example for us. We fast, deny ourselves so that we can grow in the desire to serve others. So that's the how, that's the why, that's the whole resting and stuff. Now we're gonna next, when we come back, I'm gonna delve into 
what exactly God was doing the the shadows the types the blood the goats the 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 bull what is this all about and what as Christians what is what is all the symbolism about we'll jump on that next <laughs> 